I've I've felt telepathically or the image that oh, I can't go in there. It'd be too good if I got through that one. Almost like I couldn't. You know, I don't deserve to get into there and do that one. That would be like the mother load. Isn't that interesting? That that idea that I don't deserve to have everything. Where does that come from? Yeah, where does that come from? Well, I'm a recovering Catholic, like I think you are, so, you know, oh growing up in an Italian household. So you know we, we get to grow up with that original sin kind yeah, of thing, right. you know, that we're just, yeah. Right. So, and, or, or you could just say, well, I'm just doing my karma, you know, it's the same, the same, same kind thing. of concept. But yeah, I think that we just are, are given these programs that somehow we're flawed from the get-go. And, and if something better comes along, we say, well... Am I really worthy? Yeah. I suspect most people have that going on somewhere. In their, you know, am I worthy? Is it? This is too good to be true. I can't, I, I, you know, I, I don't deserve this. That's the kind of feeling in some of these spots. I go, man, that's so, so, so amazing, you know. Now, are these feelings or images, in your opinion, uh, are they in the subconscious or are they actually in the, in the, in the muscle there in the neck or both or? What do you think? Where are they? <laughs> well, nothing is unconscious. Sorry, I get pretty geeky with you, this you know, stuff. Like I we, like to understand it. Sorry. <laughs> you know, we can talk about conscious, subconscious, unconscious. It's, it's, it's all consciousness. There's no differentiations. So you can be given an anesthetic for a surgery. Mm -hmm. You're not unconscious. All you've done, or let's just say it's in our so-called subconscious, you know, it's just not there in the memory banks readily available. It's in our consciousness. All we're talking about relative to unconscious or subconscious is a neurological memory. So it's a mind it's thing. It's an electrical. It's a mind thing? Yeah, it's an electrical vector. So if we, um, you know, think about just pure consciousness, again, it, it, it brings everything to the forefront in the pure consciousness. So there's not things supposedly tucked away that are there, but, you know, uh, not in the immediate memory banks because it's in our subconscious. No, we're just talking about electrical recordings in our neurology at that point. And where is that? The, and so that that's the brain another or the game mind? we play with. Oh, sorry, is that the brain-mind? That would... That would be the physical brain neurology. It's electrical wow. recordings. Nothing hmm. any different than electrical recording. You know, you're recording this uh, show right now. Consciousness is different. Sure. There's just one consciousness. It's always there. It's always pure. And then, of course, when we dredge up these old recordings, then those are where we go into a state of consciousness where we create what we don't want. And, That's just and my when, take on it based no, it, on what I understand yeah. about the neurology of And it. when they become aware into our consciousness and we just see them for what they are, they appear to then dissipate without if we don't judge them, right? Does that seem right? Yeah, and again, pure consciousness is not in the brain. It's not in the nervous system. It has nothing to do with anything physical. It's who we are. Even the electrical recordings aren't really their physical, although they're precipitated on that level of our being. So we have the experience of them being there. But when you again, when you go back to consciousness for what it really is, 
that is just I am with no qualifications, mm-hmm. then at that moment we're free and clear to create our next moment, however, however we want. And what and which we do, being either if you have to put a label, good, bad, or indifferent, or yes, no, maybe, uh, just depending on mm-hmm. you know. So, I I think this is why many people with a lot of physical things going on have a real hard time getting well because just having the energy and the chi and the mojo, you know, to 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 move forward, thinking that I'm okay and I'm not going to die and all of that. It takes a lot of juice, doesn't it? It takes a lot of, a lot of it does. chi. Wow. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, that would be a fantastic segue as far as how do we get juice? Okay, it's about changing your mind and all the things we've been talking about. But we have a lot of good technologies these days really? that really assist us and can put the wind back in ourselves so it takes less effort to get our minds around thinking that we're sick or broke or some other such thing. Yeah. And if our cells are depolarized, it's or in a low oxygen state, it's real hard to turn that around. Here's an interesting question from Kelly. I like Dr. Lando's teas, as Patrick was talking about. The green tea has caffeine, right? And she says is this at all detrimental to the body? I don't think you would put them in if it was. You wouldn't You wouldn't sell something if it was detrimental to people, right? You wouldn't sell it. No, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. Yeah. So help her out here, what she's, you know, what she's asking. Sure. Um, there's nothing wrong with naturally occurring caffeine. You know, when you have, um, you know, have a, I won't say any brand names or anything, but some of these drinks where they have enough um, caffeine in it to charge up a whole football team or something, you know, that's that's a little bit unnatural. Naturally occurring uh, caffeine from uh, teas, coffees, mate, you name it, as long as we do not abuse it, mm-hmm. then it actually has some good physical oh. attributes. Oh. And the caffeine that uh, teas that we have, you know, we have, um, I think, about eight blends that are just uncaffeinated, and there's 15 in all, and then the other ones have caffeine. And those are designed for the um, that so-called bulletproof uh, technique. Oh. So, for instance, uh, we'll take one of them, like our chai tea that has some caffeine. Well, on our website, it, it shows you how to fix that you know, hot with a little bit of coconut oil and, you know, flavored up, tastes great. And then with that uh, uh, oil in there, it has more of a sustained effect relative to the caffeine and it can actually be very beneficial for you. And then you don't have that up and down affair either. With now, the if fat. you're chugging those all with, day long, yeah, I'd with, say, yeah, you got yeah. a little bit of a habit going with caffeine, which means you got to take care of your adrenals first and not just rely on caffeine. But yeah, caffeine can be beneficial, especially if you know how to use it. You can also use it as a great tool for intermittent fasting. That's what I do. Huh. I have, uh, you know, my my tea in the morning with a little coconut in it, and then I, you know, eat later afternoon, and that's it. You just eat one time a day now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for a long time. For a long time. About what time do you do? You do yeah, that? years. Yeah, before before uh, the whole bulletproof. Intermittent fasting and everything. 
I just, you know, I got into it a long time ago, even when I was kind of in a huge body mm-hmm. because I was always doing intense training. So I never liked to train with a full stomach. Um, my body, for whatever reason, just, you know, if you put a plate of food and a set of weights in front of me, I could get big. I didn't have to take drugs or anything like that, like a lot of my fellow teammates did. And, um, you know, so I didn't have to eat a lot and then i would just save it for you know well one substantial meal kind of thing it would go through you better your body absorbs more out of it and then you're giving your um digestive system you know rest the rest of the time so that it's not overworked that's good for your gut ecology the little microbes in there that digest your food and keep you healthy on all sorts of levels including producing hydrogen as a byproduct from the digestive process which uh, keeps you in a regenerative cycle so yeah my my opinion and again going back to even my younger competitive years uh i i don't think we need to eat as much or let's just say at least as often as we do hmm. and you you're able to maintain your weight just one meal a day boom you maintain it mm-hmm. and do you mm-hmm. eat a little bit of everything do now you- back when i was playing ball and 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 really heavy you know my meal was a whopper but uh-huh. um but it would sustain me now you, i you know need a fraction of that and, do you, i don't weigh near do you as eat much dairy either. and animal foods or veggie vegetarian yeah i'm a vegetarian are you which means i get flack from carnivores <laughs> and vegans yeah you get them both <laughs> <laughs> well it's, it's good to get flack from all sides you know you make you stronger <laughs> So uh, I haven't had any flesh in my body. I don't eat flesh foods. I, you know, I actually stopped that when I retired from football. I was about 285 pounds. Wow. And I stopped eating flesh. And I went down to about 240-ish. And I competed martial arts for many years, um, you know, at that body weight. But that was on a vegetarian diet, which is similar to what I do now. But that would, uh, you know, involve, um, you know, mostly plant-based but also raw dairy and some eggs thrown in there at the same time. Yeah. Do you, do you eat cheese at all? Or just the raw, raw cheese? Or? Yeah, raw stuff. Raw yeah. stuff. I, I don't yeah. drink milk. Um, little raw cheese, uh, raw butter, raw cream, I think is, is oh, like yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah, raw butter. Uh, and it's really good for your neurology at the same time. So you you should get hired by the vegetarian. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. What would you say? Well, I, you know, I understand the whole thing about, okay, the dairy industry, even yeah. organic and how, you know, cows bite the dust in that process. So I acknowledge that. But, you know, what we're trying to do here is create this prototype of decentralized farming. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that if you have a couple cows in your backyard, you know, they just become your pets. So they don't have to go to the slaughterhouse when they stop producing milk yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And in fact, um, where we get our dairy is just, right down uh a little bit away from us where we there's a guy that has a couple cows and i walk in his garage there's a refrigerator and i put That's- five bucks up there and <laughs> walk away with a half gallon of uh, raw milk you know and and you know his cows are named they're like his pets uh, they're gonna lead a long healthy hmm. life they'll never see the slaughterhouse so you know if we had more of that kind of local um you know, just uh, everybody take care of themselves and 
and uh, sharing what they produce in the neighborhood, then we could get even around the organic factory farming because or- the organic food industry has become a factory farm affair, and I don't like supporting yeah, you don't like it, it, it at all. Many, many months ago, I start getting on this whole carnivore thing, and I can say I've gradually gone this and this and this. Less and less. I don't even remember the last time I actually ate a piece of meat. And so, and this has changed in the last couple of weeks. Interesting. Not not from a mental thing, I shouldn't mm-hmm. do it. It's just that I don't know if I want that, you know. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. So I've been doing a lot of goat's milk and butter and eggs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can, I can, yeah, I can yeah, build. Yeah, especially with those kind of animal byproducts, you don't need to eat flesh. You, and, you know, flesh, flesh. Um, you know, and, and I get get all the goodies in it that the paleo folks just love and claim oh i feel better never i've also treated a lot of people that went on that kick and then plateaued out and then started going down the other way too so it's not you are not what you eat you know what you eat is a reflection of your consciousness and it also is a reflection of uh, how well you know yourself your body type your glandular predispositions your energetic dosha and then if you're going to make any radical dietary changes into vegetarianism, veganism, or pure meat eating, then you know you better acknowledge who you are at that physiological, energetic level and then accommodate uh, a transition period for whatever diet that you want to go into. Because if you're going in on pure ideology because you heard somebody cured themselves doing this or that, or, or that, you know, it's bad to eat one way or the other, then, you know, you're not going to thrive on it. Yeah. So we don't need flesh to gain, to build muscle, right? We don't. No, not at all. Not at all. You, you know, um, yeah. And the strongest animals on earth, of course, are all plant eaters. And, and you know, in my own experience now, I have a particular physiological makeup, like we're, we're all unique in that way. But even when I stopped eating flesh, I was still immensely strong and competitive. And I would argue had even more energy than when I was eating meat. Mm -hmm. And um, so I don't feel like, you know, I could have played at any level uh, as a non-meat eater. So all kinds. And in fact, I knew some people back in the old day that were successful vegetarians like chip oliver who was a linebacker for the hmm. uh, old oakland raiders you know he was in there doing uh green drinks and all that kind of stuff and um yeah i, I was so, going to say that examples the vegetarian people should hire you as their spokesperson because you look great you you're thinking clearly you know they should hire you so you must do some really good things with your products because many of the vegetarians that you see they look they don't look like they're all that happy physically. You know what I mean? I don't want to be critical, but you know. So what do you do that helps yeah. you to um, not go, you know, in that direction? What do you do extra? I think diet is important, but as I already mentioned, for different reasons than what we think. And... Um, you know, diet, again, is a reflection of your consciousness. We are not what we eat. Again, that is uh, another level of materialistic determinism, hmm. uh, which is not happening. 
if on the other hand we feel like we have to have a you know three pounds of ground round every day just to stay healthy well that's a type of consciousness that maybe is in the long run not going to keep you as clean and efficient as you could be otherwise and also you're giving your all all your power into some external medium and that's going to stymie your development on other levels mm. you know you're setting a ceiling on your consciousness not only are you getting a concentration of chemical factors that are byproducts of fear when that animal is slaughtered because they know it's coming even if it's on an organic farm and you they, sneak yeah, up they, behind them and they, 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 they know they. what's going on you know <laughs> animals are smart so um you know <laughs> you are that is in the yeah that is in the bloodstream it gets in the tissues and then you eat that you're literally eating fear now i'm not you know no, uh, bad on anyone that eats meat but that resonance is going to s limit your consciousness you know like putting a ceiling on it and now you can only you know progress on that level to a certain extent and that level if you take the ceiling off it is going to recalibrate your consciousness so that you are more efficient in getting what you want out of whatever food stuff you're eating because your body will transmute if you're not getting enough protein and say you're just eating uh you know a lot of carbs which are considered deadly these days well you know what happens is your body starts transmuting those foodstuffs, those are that organic matter into nitrogenous uh, products that we would consider, um, uh, you know, derived from animal tissue. The body is a transmutation factory. It'll change anything, but it it does not grow to that level of efficiency if you're again play, weighting external things as being determining factors and also bringing in mm -hmm. external things that have inherent um limitations in them because of the chemical matter that you know they're inundated with and so forth we're talking with dr bear paul londo or alphavedic.com if you'd like to join the show patrick at one radio network.com so um do you think the body requires carbohydrates like whatever rice and stuff complex carbs you think we need them I think there are great food sources. Of course, everyone's going to start going into grain belly and, sure. you know, how grains are the downfall Lectins of man. And, and it's a, you know, it's a, it's a new world order conspiracy to make us all soy boys and everything. <laughs> um, not really. <laughs> you know, the, the thing is with grains, number one is you don't want to have hybridized grains. Right. And so when you get a good source of grains, now how do you prepare them? You can sprout them and make flour out of that. Uh, you can ferment them. And, but you know, there's a, all sorts of number of ways to prep your grains so that they're pre-digested and you don't get those uh, negative attributes that people uh, correlate with carbohydrates or grains. And, you know, people used to know how to fix grains and uh, eat, prepare and eat them in a way that, you know, was really healthy. And when you're supplementing also with, uh, 
you know, some raw butter on your, you know, fresh sourdough bread, non-hybridized green bread, and, uh, you know, another kind of animal-derived things. Uh, I think it's a perfect combination. And again, I'm saying that it's a perfect combination for me. I've seen a lot of other sure. bodies yeah. uh, just in my business, you know, experiment with all different extremes, and it seems to to work for a lot of people. I also went through all sorts of extremes, too, you know, from... Um, you know, one side of the extreme, just being like a huge football player and then going into several years of being a strict raw food vegan. Wow. Uh, I just wanted to see how it all worked. And, uh, you know, I felt okay on everything I was doing, but I finally came around to sort of a hybridized uh, method of vegetarianism, which works for me. So it's an exploration process for all of us. I would say the only real negative thing about any kind of dietary thing is thinking that that is the thing that's going to fix you or that there's a right and a wrong way to begin with. Yeah, well said. What about uh, potatoes? Are they valuable, potatoes? Yeah, they're another one that's, of course, on the hit list, and some people would argue that it's just like eating pure sugar, but no, that's that's not true at all. And it also... Uh, just like eating any kind of grain product, it's really helpful if you understand how to create a good chemistry set. Hmm. So if you have a carbohydrate, it's nice to have some fats along with it that are going to make it more of a nice, complete, healthy effect for your body. You know, if you're just downing a plate of French fries or, or something, and, sure. and you know, yeah, it's like anything out of balance. You can drink too much water for that matter. Yeah. Um, Bear, stay right there. We're going to take another little, quick little break here. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. What a fun guy to talk to, hey? Check out his website, alphavedic.com. And this is oneradionetwork.com. Here's a little thing uh, from, remember Dr. Patrick Flanagan? He's such a cool guy. Well, he talked to us about sulfur one time. And Bear's shaking his head. And he's in, in the green room there. And uh, here he is. Dr. Patrick Flanagan has been regarded as one of the most important scientists in the last 50 years. We talked to him about sulfur. There's a product called organic sulfur. And organic sulfur uh, was put into trade in 1865 as organic sulfur. Some people call it MSM or methyl sulfonylmethane, but most of the MSM in health food stores uh, have been contaminated with a kind of silica that prevents its absorption by the body. But anyway, what happens is that if you take a, a, a tablespoon of MSM and uh, of the organic sulfur in hot water in the morning and a tablespoon in the afternoon, uh, it, ca it sulfates 192 different compounds, uh, heavy metals from the periodic table, and, and once it sulfates them, I'm talking about radioactive elements and other things. Once it sulfates them, uh, these uh, sulfates cannot stay in, in the uh, human body for more than 12 hours. And what Dr. Flanagan just mentioned is one of the key reasons why our sulfur is different from most out there, Amazon, no matter where you go, because it's pure. Click and order, front page, oneradionetwork.com. Would you like a discount? Just email me, four pounds or more, a discount. Patrick 
at oneradionetwork.com. Otherwise, two-pound orders, United States, Canada, worldwide, three prices. Click and order, oneradionetwork.com. In November uh, last, we started doing a, an exercise program called um, X3, and it was developed by Dr. John Jaquish. And it's a whole idea of, how to explain it, it's a whole idea of um, um, constant stimulation on the muscles rather than lifting it back and forth like with weights, right? So it's a very, it's variable resistance. So you have this, I'll show you again. So you have this uh, bar and then these elastic or latex bands, excuse me, and there's about four different bands that come with it. And if you could even move it with that, thickest ones, you're going to look like uh, Dr. Jayquish. I'm still working on the first two little bands. <laughs> I mean, this guy's in. And uh, it's just really fascinating. And you don't get sore. And he he teaches us to do kind of slow and controlled. So, so say, for example, if I'm doing a, a high um, um, above the, so I don't know what they call it when you go stretch it up this way, right? So, so you're standing on this plate, and then you have these bands that come up on the steel bar, and then you're going like this, right? And then you're doing this, and then you come down like this. <coughs> Excuse me. Just choked on my water. <coughs> then you come down like this, and then you go back like this, but you always have resistance on the muscle in the shoulders or wherever you're working on, where, uh, and he suggests that that's a cool way to build the muscles where you're not tearing them and you can do it every day and you don't get sore, which is, I'm going to ask Bear about it because he's a, he's a muscle guy. But really interesting. It's called variable resistance. It's called the X3. You can get it on our website. It, check it out and they'll finance it for you. It's about 500 bucks and it'll be a lifetime because you go through all these bands, like I say, you'll look like him. Which would be pretty trippy. Check it out. It's on oneradionetwork.com called X3, and uh, I'm really liking it. I do it every day, which is, you know, just doing it every day is pretty, pretty powerful, you know. Broadcasting from the beautiful hill country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Bear Paul Lando, AlphaVedica.com. You know, that, that's a sidelight to doing an exercise or whatever you're doing, I found that the more I do it, and the more I do it because I want to do it, the stronger I get spiritually. You know, when you do stuff, you say, well, I can do that, then I can do that, right? Isn't that fun? It's really fun. Absolutely. And the the stronger you are physically, um, you know, again, all you're doing is building that characteristic that you have imagined for yourself you're using a medium like weight training or mm. with this uh by the way this x3 bar and it's coincidentally i was just looking for a good uh I've, I've got a whole little gym of my own but i was looking for a good band system and oh, i haven't is found great. any that were heavy duty enough oh yeah, man this one looks like intense hardcore yeah. yeah um and i just behind me there i also i i just put up a little wall thing for a band thing for my neck uh-huh. you're talking about neck yeah uh, you know, a lot of people don't have a neck problem and they'll try to stretch and do all the, that kind of good thing. That's good. But 
the most overlooked thing when you have an area that needing attention in your body is not just trying to stretch, uh, stretch it, but it's about making it strong. Strong. So I think the thing that most folks, especially in our demographic, you know, that have neck pains and things, the thing they neglect is actually strengthening it. I have something I got. It's called an iron neck. I love it. And it a lot, you put it around your head and it works on a band system. But anyway, you know, um, strengthening is the most important thing. You were asking me before, like, you know, what are some good things to do? It's not just about sitting around mm-hmm. and thinking and growing rich. It's about actually being grounded in your physical body and making your body a vehicle that is can withstand greater amounts of light that you are bringing through with your expanding consciousness because that's what happens we're literally bringing in more light and the healthier our physical body is then the more that's going to happen and i noticed in my practice when people were sick uh the people that recovered the best and stayed healthier the longest were the people that were physically active so uh aside from diet which we've been talking about a little bit I think our physical activity, uh, just doing regular intense exercise is probably, I would rather eat a little junk food Mm. and I don't, but I would rather do that and be physically active than be sedentary and be a purist about my diet. I think that's how important it is. Yeah, fascinating. So So other than spiritual, mental, emotional, it's a body just like having strong and 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 some muscle. The body just likes it. It just likes it. Yeah, muscle is what am, uh, ambulates us through space. Yeah, uh, you know when we look at the human form, there's two polarities. This gets into a little bit of Steiner and Goethe stuff, but we have the metabolic and the neurologic pole. You can think of them as the yin and the yang. The neurological pull has to do with our nervous system and how, uh, you know, we receive impulses and resonance from, you know, everything from the constellations above us to the people around us and everything we have in our life. And then the metabolic pull has to do more with our blood. Hmm. But those two polarities then come together to create that part of our body that manifest our free will or our will force on this plane which is the ability to move through this three-dimensional space as we think it exists and the muscles then are ambulating uh our extremities which are the freest part of our body which is why we know it's our will force as compared to the more fixed parts of our body that have to do with the rib cage it houses all the organs that you know that conduct uh, our metabolic affairs and the neurology starting with our brain and spinal cord uh, but then it all translates through the muscles and these these limbs that we have flopping around you know our core body in order to say okay i want to get up and go to the fridge you know that's mm-hmm. uh, that's our will force in action muscles make it work and if your muscles are not ample, supple, and, you know, resilient and strong, then, you know, you are not going to be as potent on this level of experience on any level, emotional, 
physical, spiritual. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I think we're in these bodies, you know, to use. And and then a, a little word to the geriatrics, uh, you know, my peers <laughs> at this point in my life. Um, you know, they're all sitting around enjoying their so-called retirement and watching the news at night and saying, well, I can't do that anymore and I'm too old to start a business or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so uh, that's why we've lost a whole generation of elders that are supposed to be instructing the youngsters uh, yeah. how things actually work because we actually have some experience under our belt. So, um, yeah, staying physically active is super, super important. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Neck, what, iron neck, huh? I've never heard of that one. Iron neck. Hmm. Yeah. Want to see it? Yeah, I want to see it. Uh, Bear Just Paul, happen to have one right over. Just happen to have. Bear Paulando is with us, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. We're talking about we're doing a fun little fundraising thing because I kind of want brain dead and got... <laughs> I got to be easy on myself with this one. It's right on the front page of One Radio Network. If you'd like to uh, join us and uh, join some folks and support us as we uh, kind of regroup for the next couple of months, it's right on the front page. So that's a that's wow, interesting looking. Yeah, I do not have any monetary um, no. ties to this or anything. I just love it. They've done a good job because uh, I don't know if you've ever seen any pictures when I used to play football, but I didn't have a neck. It's <laughs> about 20 some odd inches around. So uh, I really uh, understand the value of keeping your neck strong too. And we used to do two man neck exercises, but uh, this thing here, the iron neck wow. uh, is an amazing piece of equipment. There it is right there. And what do you do with that? And, thing? uh, well, you put it on your head, right? And then it has this band, and then that hooks up on my little uh, wall mount there. And then I, I can, uh, sorry, I can control the resistance with it, uh, depending on how far you know I backstep. And I can do rotation. I can do uh, lateral, you know, forward, backwards extension. And then also uh, do some really clever exercises involving my whole body. In fact, I'll wear it sometimes when I'm doing my Tai Chi ball, those little balls behind me on the floor there. I do those every day. And, uh, you know, you go through um, martial arts sort of movements. Wow. But if you're wearing that thing, uh, you have to kind of brace up your neck. You stand in one spot, go through your core movements uh, with the ball. And the whole time you're working your neck at the same time. And, great combination oh so you're 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 pulling back so you have this pressure on the on the back and you're facing you're facing the, the the tether where it's tethered you're facing it you can face it you can have your back to it you can have your side to it you can be down into a horse stance wow uh you can do all sorts of variations of uh how your body is positioned and you'll get different effects on your neck and it also, um, you know, depending, and then it'll also force you to maintain your core awareness because you've got this, uh, uh, you know, tension on your neck the whole time. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, here's a couple for you. A little back to the back to the body. We have um, Nancy who doesn't have a thyroid, and she want to get your opinion on what she should be doing. To be happy, no thyroid. 
Um, yeah, I've encountered quite a few people without thyroids uh, in my years of practice. Uh, short answer is every single person is treated different. So it's always difficult to say, oh, do this or that because we're all biologically unique Mm-hmm. And uh, we we have different things that we need to do to address our um, little idiosyncrasies. So I would say, uh, first off, look at your other organs, especially your um, adrenals again, uh, because uh, the adrenals and the thyroid are a, a kind of a brother-sister relationship. And uh, so the healthier all your other organs are, then it can compensate for the lack of a thyroid gland. And I would imagine this individual is already on some kind of um, thyroid medication. I so, yes. And in that case, I would always fa- favor uh, more of a naturally derived thyroid pharmaceutical like armor or something rather than Synthroid because the body, you know, it's a little closer to being bio identical Mm -hmm. although i really don't believe that's possible (laughs) but it's a little bit more natural than like uh maybe i shouldn't be naming types of drugs but um you know the more natural uh the better you know when we take bioidentical hormones as they're called (laughs) what people don't consider is when we take those even though uh they would argue on a molecular level it's exactly the same it's really not because when our own body manufactures it, not only is it manufactured in, you know, just down to the molecule of the amount we want, but it also passes through the liver and gets a signature stamp on it, which is what allows it to work in our body, uh, you know, the way it works as opposed to if you took something from my body and put it in yours, it's not going to work as good. Mm. It doesn't have that key to the lock. Mm. Here's an email from Jeffrey. He's in Florida, and he said, I'm 55 years old, and I, I don't look that. I mean, my I look great, but I've got bags under my eyes, and I just can't figure out why my eyes are so baggy. Uh, Jeffrey, we've all had those and do some time to time. What is that anyway? Why do the eyes get baggy? It happens to me often. Well, you'll hear people say, oh, it's kidneys, you know, right. and that's what I've always thought. Kidneys. And, and yeah. liver and, you know, and, and there's truth to both of those. Uh, so the healthy, or healthier we are internally, the more rested we are. Sometimes it's just maybe we aren't falling into, you know, nice deep sleep at uh. night uh, for whatever reason. And, you know, th- those are all going to play in our appearances. So it's, it's, I, did I hear you say it's mostly the deep, sleep and really get into the parasympathetic more yeah absolutely and then also being kind to our internal organs specifically um you know liver kidneys and then it goes back to just (laughs) being outside jumping playing and uh, you know and being in your body in a very vital way and that's going to go a longer way than I think, you know, taking some kind of detox herb forever or whatever, that can be very helpful, but always use your body, I think, before you just rely on something outside of yourself. Do you think if we just, if we got our act together, we could just live on divine spirit, we could just do the whole God thing and just forget all this food? One of the... um, 
techniques I used for years is called ionization analysis, and it was uh, developed by a gentleman by the name of Kerry Reeves, who understood sure. within the fields of botany and human physiology, um, we are electrical. And so when I did my labs, I would look at, you know, chemical um, constituents in the bodily fluids, but mathematically, I'd extrapolate that into an electrical context and then treat the body in order to shift the electrical line of resistance. And within that discipline, we also experienced that the more efficient you became on that electrical level, then the less food you ate or, or needed to eat. Mm. And Kerry Reams himself, who is like the Tesla of botany, um, and you'll be hearing more and more of him in the future. You know, he's another one of these guys who spent some jail time and got suppressed and everything because what he was doing was too cool. And so um, hmm. he postulated and also demonstrated, and I'm a firm believer in this, in that we derive, even those of us that aren't as efficient as we could be physiologically, we derive 70% of our nutrition from the atmosphere. Whoa. And the the 30% that we don't get direct from the atmosphere from foodstuffs is very crude in comparison. And, uh, you know, it takes energy to derive that energy, it takes energy from our body. And then the energy we do get from it is used to simply jumpstart ourselves so we can get that other 70% directly. Now, when you go through principles of hermeticism and understand precipitation through the ethers, you would understand how everything is constantly transmuting one substance to another and not reliant on us bringing things into our body through the digestive system and everything in the first place, which also makes me understand why there are some real characters out there that are true-to-life breatharians. Mm -hmm. So do you think it's just an understanding and a belief that's the first step if you want to eat less and eat God more? I think so. And, you know, again, it's very empowering. You know, you don't want to jump the gun and try to be someplace that you're not yes, sir. just because you think you'll be more spiritual or something because that's a bunch of malarkey too, you know. Yeah. What isn't spiritual? There's yeah. nothing that's not. Yeah. So, um, you know, if if we would just like to experiment a little bit and maybe go on a 24-hour fast, you know, maybe do that once a week and realize that, wow, I actually lived through it and I'm actually starting to feel better in certain ways, just giving my body a little rest one day a week, then maybe you can use that to segue into a three-day fast someday down the road. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like my wife and myself, uh, you, you know, it's not like we're trying to do anything other than, you know, one day we get up and spirit says, uh, you know, take a break and you know we'll go as much as 21 days in a row typically you know without eating anything and uh you know you watch moles fall off of your body and all <laughs> sorts of good things happen um so i i you know i just don't believe that food is the only way to derive energy right. in fact i think uh, mm -hmm. a lot of people have proved otherwise, and also we've proved it through the science of ionization analysis. That's fascinating. And, and the body will transmute any substance into what it needs if it's not getting it directly. So that's how the spirit works in the ethers and 
Tesla and all the things they used to do long ago with creating electricity through the through the cathedrals and all that thing. I mean, they got juice out of the air, right? I mean, they just did. And our bodies are a heck of a lot more technologically advanced than the Tesla Tower. Wow. That's profound when you think about that. Which is why they're trying to alter it with the roll up your sleever so that you can't get information and nutrition directly and that you'll be more dependent. That's the whole point of the latest... Uh, era of gene therapy that we're um, experiencing right now. Yeah. It's to change those little antennas so you don't get those well, good well, informational well, fields. And uh, Steiner was really aware of all of this cosmic forces from the planets and whatever they are, the moon, right? He was really into it. Yeah, completely. And, you know, uh, people like Steiner, Walter Russell, all these great ones that I've studied a great deal mm. and, and, you know, just so appreciative that they're on the planet because they just, you know, really help bring to the forefront so much knowledge that you wouldn't have otherwise. But then I think there's also a great tendency in a lot of us, you know, maybe we'll become a, a Steiner acolyte or a Walter Russell guy or something. You know, they were giants but they also, um, you know, had the job of bringing things to the forefront of consciousness at the time. So rather than becoming a Steiner groupie, you realize that he was there to play his role so that the rest of us would move the ball downfield. So in other words, I don't consider anybody as the end-all, end-all. I mean, unless they're an ascended master and they've, you know, <laughs> gone the whole thing and they're off the wheel of being, you know, uh, you know, that's something that, okay, th this guy can really teach me a lot. But, you know, the rest of us and even the genius types and, uh, you know, the luminaries of our time, uh, they bring forth amazing things, but then it's incumbent in us to use it and also develop it to the next stage. So uh, I think that's what we're doing in some of our circles right now. Yeah, we, we uh, you know, utilize these teachings from these people a great deal, but we don't just stay in the past with them. Mm -hmm. And they would be the first ones to tell us that, no, you're not just supposed to mimic me. You're supposed yeah. to take it to the next level. It almost feels with my spiritual work that the divine spirit is trying to kind of recreate itself all the time. Trying to just recreate itself through me and through everybody. That makes sense. Does it resonate with you? Well, the whole um, creation cycle, if you again default back to waveform physics, you're talking about information data being compressed down in a cone centripetal type of shape where that data then takes on the form through compressed density. But simultaneously, the other part of that toroid is unwinding in the opposite direction and going back up, and it creates a frame-by-frame -frame experience so that we get to sit back and say, wow, we've got a real moving picture happening, even though, you know, when I take my hand and move it from here to there, there's nothing moving. All I did was reproduce different frames to create the movement across the screen, just like a movie. 
Hmm. And we're not using an analogy. It works literally like that. So we're changing so our state of so consciousness across this, right? Yeah. So if you understand those principles, wow. That's yeah, we're recreating every single moment. That's just the way it works. Right. And of course, we keep recreating a lot of things we don't want because we don't realize the next frame can be whatever, whatever want we want. Whatever we want. That's fascinating because I'm sure we all of us spent many, many years this lifetime and past you know, concerned about the thoughts that we're having and we keep going back to them, the ones that we don't like, but rather than just going to the ones we do like. I mean, that's a huge understanding, you know. I, we all work on that, right, all the time. That's your, it's your classic Homer Simpson syndrome, you know, where oh. we keep going, don't, don't, <laughs> and keep doing the same thing over again. And that's what we're all doing. Yeah. And then when you understand that it's just in this now, it sure is unproductive, unproductive, right? I mean, it's just what a waste of time, which is another argument for getting yep. strong like bulls, baby. Well, Bear, I love you, brother. And Thanks for being on the show. Go ahead, go ahead. Love you too a lot, Patrick. Yeah, did you and, want to say uh, something else? Always a joy to be here. No, did you have something else? No, I was, okay. the, the final thought about what we're talking about with the toroidal field yeah. is when we have more of that understanding there's a north, south, and an east-west polarity in a toroidal field. And when we're just focused on one half of the toroidal field, you know, which incorporates the concept of time and physicality as we think of as the, on the only thing, then that toroidal field starts to flatten. You know, we have to have a full consciousness to create, you know, that spherical waveform that keeps us in the physical game. And when we exclusively go down that one compression path, then we, uh, electrically speaking, literally our being starts to oblate, which means it's like taking a beach ball and flattening it out. And then oblation means we eventually flatline. And flatlining, we know it happens when somebody flatlines in the hospital. You know, you're dead or in a doornail. So in consciousness, if we can have our full wits about us as far as how things work, develop the habits mm -hmm. to maintain all the polarities in all the different directions to keep, you know, our electrical being in the game. Um, you know, that's what they call the ascension process. Mm. And so we're doing that simply by uh, making choices on feel, feeling the way we want to feel and experiencing what we want, producing what we want, being productive when we, and that's, that's just doing this process without really understanding what you just said. Just knowing we have a choice, period. <laughs> knowing we have a free will. Yep. So as spiritual beings, I like to call, use the term soul, are we the toroidal field or are we in it? Both, we're both, right? All the above. So, and again, going back to the old alchemical understanding, you have the mercury or spirit, which some disciplines would call prana, mana, chi. That's like the spirit that moves through all things. And then the soul is that individualization of spirit that then uses the animus of spirit, um, you know, in order to individualize. And then the salt, uh, you know, the third term we use in alchemy is the body it's you know precipitating those elements into a physical form 
that now is animated by spirit under the free will direction of the sulfur or the soul, the individualized consciousness. So soul is a sulfur thing. Sulfur thing. <laughs> not not sulfur the not sulfur, chemical sulfur. element. Yeah. yeah. But uh, how would you say it is the um, the spiritual element, sulfur? Sulfur would be the individualized soul, the individual oh. individualization of spirit. Yes. And that's what reincarnates over and over and over again. And you and I are both that, and all of our listeners. Yep. In reincarnation of spirit. So spirit is seeing itself through us. Mm -hmm. And you and I have free will, so that's why spirit gets to have a good time, because we're all doing it differently. And if we don't pull off the ultimate uh, name of the reason why we're here in the first place, which is the ascension process, then we reincarnate. You know, it's not one strike and you're out, you know, until you get it. <laughs> and the reincarnation happens with an Akashic record. It's literally an etheric recording. And this uh, reincarnates in humankind through what we call the seed atom which becomes the very first cell that differentiates the heart and then the rest of the body after. And in the um, plant kingdom, you could have an acorn. You know, people are saying, well, how do you get a tree out of an acorn? Well, all the ingredients aren't in the acorn. The acorn is an Akashic record that then picks up the resonance for that blueprint for that tree and then when it has the proper care on this level, then that blueprint will come through that Akashic, um, you know, to create a tree, just like our seed atom, the first, uh, you know, little atom or first uh, cell, you know, within our heart creates our whole being and gives us another, another opportunity. Just like in the mineral kingdom, you can have, um, you know, the mineral gold, and it's in a particular octave that has an Akashic record for it. It's something we call uh, an inert gas, and that gets into another whole thing. But all the hmm. informational fields for that particular mineral are there. And so when the mineral goes through the octaves and gets to that gold octave, then that information is there through that in, in, uh, inert gas portal, the Akashic record for that and then becomes gold and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing so everything uh, the, the whole point is is everything obeys the same sequence of creative events mm -hmm. no exception and nature so, has one way and one way only so the so the game for us is to evolve and ascend if you will our consciousness to a point or we don't have to come back to this popsicle stand again, right? That's the idea. Yes. <laughs> and have a strong neck. <laughs> maybe the Akashic Records is the whole, maybe the, maybe the St. Peter at the gate, you know, with the book and, you know, checking things off, that's the metaphor for the Akashic Records. That just came to me, you know what I mean? The idea that, yeah. yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah. Some people call it the Lords of Karma, the Lords of Karma. That's been called the St. Peter people, right? Okay, dude, what do you think? Okay, 
Well, I think we're going to have to send you back there. What do you think? <laughs> no, come on. I don't want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's just so much fun being a body these days, isn't it? I mean, it's really a trip. Wow. I want to come visit you someday. You know, it, it is a trip. It is. Go ahead. And, and, and I'll just last word to the elders in the audience is that um, it gets more fun as you go. So you have to have a little bit of a jock mentality. Mm-hmm. So, okay, maybe uh, maybe I need an hourglass to time my 40 time now. I'm not quite what I used to be physically. On the other hand, it becomes another um, kind of a fun game. It's like, okay, now I'm pushing 80. What's this like? Let's yeah. just see how good I can possibly you feel. Can get, yeah. You know, I've, I've been given a different envelope to stretch. So it becomes actually a new adventure. So I don't mind the aging process at all. It's just, I don't okay, bring it on. This this will be fun. And you know, an insight that yeah. I had, our, our trademark is t- it takes a long time to get young. And I have a screenplay by that name and also a book in the progress. <laughs> and I was thinking in terms of yeah. getting younger. And But, you know, at the last three or four months, I see it totally different. It's like, it's like I'm creating a new body every moment. I'm not going back anywhere. You know, I'm creating a new body and I don't know what it's going to look like. And I don't really care because it's going to look like whatever my state of consciousness is. And isn't that, isn't that the bomb? I mean, that's, that's cool, right? I mean... What do I care what it looks like? Yeah. And the, the bodies, well, yeah, I mean, since we aren't out in uh, our breeding years, you know, it's not like we're, uh, you know, hanging out, you know, trying to find a mate anymore. So, you know, it, it gets more real as far as what's important and what we're really here to do. And then, you know, uh, we didn't get into it much, but that we have a lot of technological assistance that can really help. So if you're doing all the above that we're talking about, plus you're, you know, got some little daily red light sessions, you know, you take a little methylene blue to, you know, up the ATP energy production, you're, you're hook yourself up, uh, repolarize your cells on a PEMF <laughs> and, uh, you know, breathe Brown's gas. And, you know, these are all the things that now are supplying the cells with the things they used to have more readily available when we thought we looked more youthful. So uh, I'm, you know, in that respect, I love technology. I'm not relying on it, but it feels good. And I feel like it really does give the edge uh, with all the other things as far as expediting what we're just trying to do with our consciousness because you can't separate the parts. Yeah. Uh, Your screen went small. Oh, now it came back. I don't know what that was about. Oh. Okay. Oh, it really started dumping snow out there, so that means my my dish outside is starting to get covered. I see covered dish. Well, always bring a covered dish to a chat. You know, it's it's a good <laughs> it's, a, it's a good good thing. To, speaking of looking for a mate, I'm I'm still am. You know, I wanna I wanna get married and have kids. I really do. I I my whole why life. Not? Yeah. Why not? I mean, who's counting? You know. Long time ago, I read some works that have been on the planet for a long time, and they're saying at this particular time, historically, mm-hmm. certain people would not only live much longer, but also be procreating into very advanced years because there would be a need on the planet for that. Ah, that's interesting. So, that's interesting. Yeah, so we just might in the future inhabit a planet of a lot of Patricks running around. You know, because I, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I talked to my spiritual master about it uh, on the inner, 
and I'm connected with him all the time or it, whatever state of consciousness. And I've been talking to him in that terms. I said, well, you know, there's no reason for me just to reincarnate and come back here to help you guys out, you know, the teachers, the masters, you know, and then have to go through the whole thing again. I mean, hey, I've got over 70 years of experience here and I might as well just stick around and help you 10, 20 years from now. That makes sense, right? Why, why go back and start over again? Why, you know? Well, why else would you have hung around that long in the first place? Exactly. What, what are we doing or, here? Or to actually, <laughs> right. And actually connect some dots and pay it forward. Yeah, pay it forward. And that's what we're here, isn't it? To help others to grow spiritually in their own way without being a saving the whale person. You know, have to be careful of that one. <laughs> Got to <laughs> save the world and save the earth and save the planet. And oh my God. All right, kid, we'll never get one out of, of here. We'll just keep... In, oh, yeah, go oh. ahead. No, no. Uh, let's, a, let's wrap it up. I was about to go into another story. Oh, I love we'll your save story. save it for next time. Oh, well, I love your story. How are your sons doing? Everybody's happy there in California? Everybody's doing great, yeah. And you... How grandkids, many, kids. You have grandkids, too. Oh, you saw them recently. Oh, you yeah. went down to see them. Was that fun yeah, or what? Yeah, yeah. see them quite a bit, actually, even though they live away from here between us going south and them coming north we and then facetime every day with our grandkids this is hilarious i gotta tell you patty i'm in australia i'd like to have kids you're cute thanks for the show <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go you know asking you shall receive australia that's a long way away but you never know that's funny all right tell folks about your website alphavedic.com right what you find there yep uh, that's it. You pretty much said it all. Yeah. Uh, we have, um, you know, a little bit of uh, information about our permaculture farming operation, uh, about our business that we created, uh, you know, as far as uh, COG and the whole permaculture circle to keep things, keep the wheels on the wagon. And we have a new website that is going to be uh, very much educational oriented. Uh, it's going to have a wonderful members section. We're shooting, I won't mention the date in case we uh, don't make it in time, but uh, in a matter of weeks, we're planning on launching that. And uh, so we're really excited about that. And uh, then it's going to get more into not just products, but a lot of educational events. All, all uh, We've been having some of these and filming them. And so, and then a lot of our things that have been censored from Mm. Uh, normie platforms will be on there too so it's going to be fun it'll be very interactive everybody will have their own facebook like page and be oh, able to talk so with cool. the principals and ask questions and all sorts of fun stuff yeah you know what they say if you want to get something done you ask a busy man that's right you ask a busy guy they'll get stuff done <laughs> all right kiddo i love you thanks uh, the best to you and your wife and kids and we will see you soon and let me know if we can help with anything and i'm going to try your I'm going to try your coffee up the bum in the next couple of days because I've had it sitting here for about a month. I'm going to try that. <laughs> uh, it'll work better than if you drink it. Thank you for uh, having me on again. Always delightful. Oh, it's, and, a, it's a pleasure. And uh, you know where I am too. If uh, we're going to come visit someday, you need you to watch. About anything. We're going to we're going to come visit someday. I want. To. I hope so. I'm going to hold you to it. Your place is so beautiful. Why? Alphabetic.com. Oh. All right, brother. Thank you. May the blessings be. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Peter Paul Lendo, Patrick Timpone, One Radio Network. Isn't he the coolest, coolest guy ever? 
Doodle and I want to go visit him and his wife. Okay, um, thanks for your support. We really appreciate it. We will see you tomorrow. We're going to talk with a lady who has been extending a, a bunch of energy into over 200 um, organizations and and um, government organizations and non-government organizations and through FOIA requests saying, hey, you know that virus you're talking about? I'd like to see it. You got it? You got it? You, can you show me? And we're going to talk to her and wait to hear some of the results that she has been coming up with. So we'll see you tomorrow. I think that's at noon. I'll probably be here at 10 o'clock and get in trouble, which is what I like to do. And so that's tomorrow. I love you all very much. Thanks for your support. Thank you. And may the blessings be. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.